It's finally happened. Sean Payton's been traded, and the New Orleans Saints own a first-round pick for this year's draft. Let's talk about it on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. Once again, guys, welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. And for about the past, I'd say, month or two, We've been discussing Sean Payton, where he's going to go, if he's even going to go anywhere. And at first, it felt like it was a certainty to get traded. And then I remember about a week or two ago, all of us were sitting there kind of panicking about, is there a spot left at the table? And when this thing stops turning, is the carousel there and he doesn't have a seat? Well, he does have a seat. He's going to the Denver Broncos. The trade was finalized today. It's Sean Payton and a 2024 third-round pick going to Denver for this year's first-round pick, a 2020 three first round pick and I believe a 2024 second round pick from Denver. Is it the flashiest trade? I'd say no, but man, I can't complain about it for two reasons. The first one is no one wanted to see Sean Payton back on TV next season because that means you, that means me, that means everyone who loves to talk about the New Orleans Saints for the next 12 months, we'd be doing this song and dance over and over and over again. And I promise you guys, it would get really, really frustrating at a certain point. So that's now gone. Number two, the Saints needed draft assets this year. Now, did they get a lot for this year? No, they're just adding a first round pick, but it's still a first round pick, which means they can add a young, talented player and give them five years of control. And and I think that's going to be a big thing for them. I really do. I think that this team is going to benefit from that. And I think this also means that they can address a position of need. Defensive line, running back, maybe even quarterback. They have a lot of needs that they have to get to, and I think this is really important for them. Now, let's talk about what I don't like. Well, I don't like giving up a third-round pick. I'm sure you guys don't like it either because the Saints are already missing their second from next year's class. So next year's draft class, the Saints will have their first, Denver's second, and then you got to wait till the fourth round. So that's a little bit of, I'd say, the stinker there. But overall, man, I don't see how you can be a Saints fan and be really disappointed. Because the idea, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, the idea that the Saints were ever going to get a top five pick, a top 10 pick, that really wasn't going to happen. The the dream would have been the Texans' 12th pick overall. But man, they just got D'Amico Ryans, the young defensive coordinator from the 49ers. He could be a splashy hire from them. And I hope he ends up doing well because D'Amico deserves it. So for New Orleans, I think it's a realistic trade. I think you get over this hurdle. And I think you can get another young guy in the building. And I know that a lot of people are going to be worried about if Mickey Loomis is the right GM for this, if Dennis Allen's the right coach for this. Time will answer that. But all I know is that New Orleans, this past draft, landed Chris Olave, landed Alante Taylor, got an undrafted gem in Rashid Shaheed, and a potential yet injury-riddled guy in Trevor Penning. So there is potential there. Can they follow that up with another good class? I'm so eager to see how this goes down. But overall, guys... I'm so happy this saga is over. It gives us something to talk about. It gives us the opportunity to be more invested in the Senior Bowl, be more invested in the NFL Draft Combine, be more invested in simple things that don't mean much, like mock drafts. So there is that joy back. And I don't know if the 2023 season is going to be any good. I don't have a crystal ball in front of me, and it is only January. I'm not going to talk about what happens in September, October, November. But right now, as some people have alluded to, It should be a little bit of a a party time for Saints fans. This is a good moment. So I I really am excited about this. I know that a lot of you guys are as well. And I'm going to get to your comments starting right now. And we'll see what you guys have to say about it. 
First comment here. Do you think it's worth sending the first we got for Aaron Rodgers to uh, reopen Super Bowl window, or do we continue to build the roster and draft a quarterback next year? I would not trade that first for Aaron Rodgers for two reasons. A, financially, he's going to get $60 million next year. Saints aren't going to be able to afford that. More importantly, I think if you give up this asset in a first-round pick like this, I do think that, again, you're putting so much pressure on to on the clock right now to win. And do you guys think Aaron Rodgers is the missing piece for the Saints? Because I don't. So, uh, look, I, I no, no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the all-time greats. But I don't think that Aaron Rodgers would solve a lot of the issues the Saints have. I think the Saints can compete in a really bad division in the NFC South while getting younger at positions that they need to get younger at. Running back, defensive tackle, defensive end. So that's where I'd rather see them go personally. And as for the quarterback route, I think they can still get a vet without mortgaging that first-round pick that they just acquired. So that's what I would say. But again, I'm sure there'll be different opinions here, and I'll get through as many as possible. So bear with me. If you got something to say, I'll try to get to it. We'll see what's going on here. Build a roster and draft a QB. I would test the trade market, but not for much. Yeah, the trade market for me, I think you kind of dabble in it. You see what you can get there. But you don't want to give up your first-round pick, and you don't want to give up your second-round pick because right now the Saints' best assets are the 29th overall pick and the 40th overall pick. And I think if they're going to get this going in the right direction, I do think that this is what they have to do. I really do believe that it's using these two picks and continuing to stockpile and maybe build some momentum off of what you did last year, which, again, bad season. But, boy, you can't tell me that you're not excited about Chris Olave. You're not excited about Alante Taylor. You're not excited about Trevor Penning. And I didn't mention Rashid Shahid, but you should be excited about him too. So I think I'd like to see them go this route because the Saints are in an interesting position. A lot of good vets, a lot of interesting young talent. Can you mesh the two together while kind of bumping up that ladder in the interesting young talent to the roster? So I'm really curious to see if they can do that. Got a comment from Bryson here saying Trey Lance becomes a real option now with that 30th pick. So it's technically the 30th pick, but it really is the 29th pick because the Dolphins don't have their pick because of the, I think, the scandal that happened last offseason. So it's really 29th. But as for the Trey Lance thing, I see a lot of this. People talked about Trey Lance. I think he's so intriguing. I love the kid's potential. But I don't think there's an NFL team right now that would trade a first-round pick for Trey Lance. Now, would a team trade a second? Maybe. Would a team trade a third and some change? Absolutely. But I don't think the 49ers are going to get rid of him. And I think a big part of that is Brock Purdy's hurt now, could miss six months. That quarterback room for the 49ers, us Saints fans, if we think that the team has bad injury luck and the Saints do, how about the 49ers? I mean, they went through literally four quarterbacks this year. And that never really happens. But for them, it happens almost on the regular. So I don't think they get rid of Trey Lance. I think they might just add more and more pieces to their QB room. But this idea, to your point, you you kind of – Go around the market. What it, What is the asking price for Justin Fields? What is the asking price for Jordan Love? You start to ask these questions because if you're New Orleans, at pick 29, you're not getting C.J. Stroud. You're not getting Bryce Young. You're probably not getting Will Levis. If a team falls in love with a guy like Anthony Richardson, who some of you may want, you're probably not getting him either. So I do think that for them, the smartest thing is to look at the trade market because you could get a young guy on that rookie deal with loads of potential but won't cost you as much as it would to probably trade up in this draft. So I do think that is kind of the benefit there for New Orleans. So let's see what else you guys have to say. You guys mentioned Hendon Hooker. Um, Look, Hendon Hooker is an interesting prospect because I think for him, the later the better, obviously, in terms of not using all your assets on a first-round pick. But here's where I'm at with Hendon Hooker. I think the potential's there. 
I think that clearly what he did at Tennessee in his final season was phenomenal. And I do think he was snubbed in terms of being a Heisman finalist, uh, how he doesn't even get to the podium. That's a, kind of unfortunate, but he's an inter- uh, interesting prospect. He's going to be ready earlier than people expected. I think they said by March, he's going to be ramping things up completely. And that's a great sign for his ACL injury. I think Hendon Hooker is the type of player where I think if you fall in love with him, I'm never going to say you shouldn't use a first-round pick on a quarterback if you fall in love with him. I just don't know if the Saints will have to take him at 29 because I don't know if he'll go in the first round. And I don't know how much they'll love him. And I don't know if they want to go the young quarterback route. And I know Saints fans don't want to hear this, but the Saints might go back to a Derek Carr. The Saints might bring back Andy Dalton and maybe draft Hendon Hooker. I don't know what they're going to do yet. I know that the 29th pick, though, gives them options, and I think Hendon Hooker's an intriguing name. He'll meet with teams over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months as well, and we'll see if New Orleans has interest in him, but he is experienced. I think that bodes well for him. I mean, we just saw with the 49ers, with Brock Purdy, what experience does for a young quarterback. They feel a little bit more comfortable. Everything seems more natural, and Hendon Hooker has a lot of experience at the collegiate level, so I'm not going to say no. People have followed me for the last couple of months. No, I like Hendon Hooker. I just don't know if at pick 29, that's what I would do. Grant says, what should we address with pick 29? Cam seems to think we need a defensive tackle. Well, Cam Jordan's not wrong. The Saints need to beef up that defensive line. Saints have an important decision to make on David Onyemata. They have an important decision to make on Marcus Davenport. And overall, they need to get younger and better on the defensive line. The fact that the Saints' defensive line really ramped it up over the last two months of the season was more so a testament to Caden Ellis and Carl Granderson and what Coach Nielsen was able to do than it was the overwhelming amount of talent they had on the D-line. So, I know you guys don't necessarily love it, all of you, uh, and sometimes I don't love it. But I do think, though, if the Saints at pick 29 fall in love with the defensive lineman, I would, I would say go for it. Now, what I would not advise is them to go down the route that they've been going down, which is the Marcus Davenports, the Peyton Turners, the taking these defensive linemen who fit a certain mold. I'm not a fan of that, but we'll see. I, I do think that the Saints should definitely invest in defensive line. If it's not at pick 29, then at pick 40, they need to get younger. They need to get faster. I won't say stronger, but they need to get younger and faster on the defensive line. And we'll see if they do just that. So do we win more than seven games next year? Thanks for all the content. Chris, you're the man. Well, first off, thank you for the compliment and thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate that. As for winning more than seven games next year, early prediction would be yes, because if they don't win more than seven games next year, everyone's gone. And I do think that pressure will, in some regards, help them but man do they need to address these positions that i mentioned quarterback defensive tackle running back gotta address those three have to and there's other needs as well but those are the pressing needs that i say man if you don't get that sorted out i don't know if you're winning seven games or more and i think if they can sort those out in a really bad division that will no longer most likely no longer have tom brady i do like their chances there in that but it's really early it's not here or there yet but i i do appreciate the question and I do see that you guys are um, pretty high on energy right now about Sean Payton getting out there. Steven says, I got my eyes on Hendon Hooker, and if they want to trade, then it's Fields potentially. Well, I, I do think Justin Fields is an intriguing talent. We saw what he could do as a runner this year. Fantastic. We know that he has already a pre-existing connection with, with uh, Chris Olave, so that's an added benefit. Will Justin Fields be the guy for the Saints, though? Well, that all kind of hinges on whether or not the Bears – want to keep Justin Fields, or they want to go with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. But I will mention this about Justin Fields, and this is why I'm very intrigued by him. Potential is there. You know what he could do with Chris Olave. But what I really, really like about Justin Fields, this is the third reason, and I'm going to leave it at this. 
What I like about Justin Fields is he can help the Saints continue to be a run-centric team on offense, play complementary football, and God forbid he went down and he missed two weeks, three weeks. I think the Saints could actually go with Taysom Hill and continue to run a run-centric offense until he gets back, and you feel like you have the right pieces in place. Kind of think of like when Lamar Jackson goes down, the Ravens put Tyler Huntley in, and it's not the same offense. It's not as dynamic, but they try to do similar things, and I think that helps instead of if Justin Fields goes down, Andy Dalton goes in, and it's a totally different offense. So if that makes sense, then I appreciate you guys kind of hearing me out there. But that's actually, those are three reasons why I really do like that idea of getting Justin Fields. But it, it goes down to um, whether or not the Bears want to go after a guy like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud. See some people kind of going after uh, the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, they got their issues for sure. That, that, that is, that's interesting. DJ saying he much, much rather draft a quarterback. I won't blame you. I see all these young quarterbacks around the league, and I'm like, man, I'd love to see the Saints have one. Just think about the Super Bowl. Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Joe Burrow, obviously, for the Bengals. We see Josh Allen. We see Justin Herbert. We see Trevor Lawrence. The league's got a lot of young talent, and uh, we'll see what happens. I know some people, whether it's trading one, draft someone, they need a quarterback, and I do understand that. I hope Sean takes Taysom with him. I think Jameis winds up with Payton. Some people need to stop giving us overpriced vets or vets that are not, that's not way better than Jameis. I do not hope Sean Payton takes Taysom Hill with him, and I know some people don't like Taysom Hill, and that's fine, but Taysom Hill is a big reason why the Saints were at some points in this season even competent. They won the Seahawks game because of him. You can argue that he iced games against the Browns, iced games against the Falcons. Uh, I, I love Taysom Hill as a weapon. And I don't think he's a starting quarterback. And I do think that there are flaws in, T in Taysom Hill's game. But man, if you want him out after this season with the lack of weapons they have, I don't know about that. I, I feel like that's a little bit unfair to, to him. But we'll see what happens. Ban says, how do you think Peyton will fare in Denver? Feel like he's in a less ideal spot for him, but crazier things have happened. Um, Look, this is, this is kind of how I feel about it. I, I think for uh, Sean Payton, you're going to have a championship-level defense ready to go. You're going to have offensive weapons in Cortland Sutton, in Jerry Judy, in Javante Williams. Tim Patrick's going to come back from his injury. So you're not worried about weapons. I think it's very clear, guys. Can he fix Russell Wilson? And if he fixes Russell Wilson, great. They are a playoff caliber team. But here's the downside of that. You're competing in a division with the best quarterback in the game in Patrick Mahomes. You're competing in a division who has arguably another top five quarterback in Justin Herbert. That's not easy. So I do think Sean Payton's going to have his work cut out for him. He's going to get paid a lot, so that's obviously beneficial to him, and he deserves the bag. But I do think that there are some concerns, and it all starts with Russell Wilson. If Sean can fix him, and I do think he can fix certain things, then they will be able to be a competitive team. And I think back to what they did in 2019, Sean with Jameis Winston, I'm sorry, 2021, I'm losing my mind here. In 2021, Sean coaching Jameis, a lot of people talking about Jameis being turnover prone. Will he be able to handle it? He handled it just fine. So I do think that Sean will be able to do well with Russell Wilson. I don't know if you get him back to playing MVP caliber football, but can he be a, a game manager that uses his legs and makes some explosive plays? That might be enough for Denver to make the playoffs. They have a really good roster. So I'm on the fence. I never thought this was the dream scenario for Sean, but it's a scenario and it's probably better than going back to TV in his mind because we all know that he loves coaching. So we'll see what happens there. Santos says, picking that late, I think it's Bijan Robinson time, and more people asking, would Bijan be there at 29? I actually do think that there is a chance that Bijan Robinson will be there at 29, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am not an advocate of going for running backs in the first round, but I can make a case for Bijan Robinson being a type of piece that if you put him there with Alvin Kamara, 
That's how you start thinking about winning games because you're not putting a lot of pressure on your quarterback. You're saying we're going to lean on these two running backs. We're going to lean on our defense and we're going to hope that this is enough to win a bad division. And it just might be. So I do like this idea and I would love it even more if B. John Robinson slipped to the beginning of the first, uh, the second round and the saints use their pick 40 to move up and get him because you don't have to worry about, you know, when you get a first round pick like that, I don't know if I love to use on a running back, but Bijan is a first round talent. And I kind of think of what the Jets were with Brees Hall this year when he was healthy, really dynamic. Brees Hall goes down, Jets offense kind of goes to crap for, for a better, lack of a better word. So uh, yeah, you can sell me on Bijan Robinson. That's for damn sure. I would not be uh, against that, but we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't think though that will be a quarterback at 29. I think that running back, and defensive line, those are kind of the two picks that I'm looking at. That's for sure. So I see you guys have a lot more comments. I'll try to get to most of them before I'm out in about five to 10 minutes. So about 10 more minutes of this. Uh, so if you guys have comments that you want me to answer, make sure you get them in uh, and we'll get to them. They better not use that 29th pick on car. I'd stop being a Saints fan forever. Uh, well, I know I wouldn't stop if they used it on car for 29th, but I would not advocate for that. Uh, and for anyone who's watched the previous podcast that I did, I'd say about a week ago, it might have been exactly a week ago, I said, I'm not against Derek Carr being on the Saints. I'm against trading premium draft capital for Derek Carr because Derek Carr isn't the guy that moves the needle to becoming an instant Super Bowl contender. Now, Derek Carr with the Saints keeping pick 29 and investing in a young running back and investing in more defensive line help in a bad division, I can tell you from now, I'd probably actually pick the Saints to win the NFC South, albeit I don't love certain things the Saints do. I don't. But I would not be for them picking, uh, trading pick 29 for Carr. I just wouldn't. I feel like it's just not the ideal situation for them. Derek Carr for free or Derek Carr for less, sign me up. No pick 29. I, I, I agree with you. That's just a hard sell for me. Marcelo asks, what's the draft fair draft capital for Michael Thomas? Third round pick question mark. Uh, I actually am going to stick to my guns here. And my guns tell me that I, I think that the Saints end up cutting Michael Thomas and not getting anything, anything back in return. As for what's fair value, I don't know. What is fair value for a guy who, when he's healthy, is still one of the best in the game? But I have to say, when he's healthy, and unfortunately, he's never healthy anymore. It's it's a really tough balance. And you guys know I think the world of Michael Thomas. I probably always will. But I don't know what that is. High price tag. Not available since 2020. It's tough, man. I, I just think he gets cut. Uh, but I don't really think there is a fair mark for that. So we'll see what happens. Paul says Dennis Allen is not getting fired next year with a rookie quarter is not getting fired next year with a rookie quarterback. Well, that's actually also why I don't think they are going rookie quarterback because I think they're all about doubling down on what they did last year. Albeit I disagree with that decision, but that's what they're doing. And in order to do that, to fully double down, to make sure that you have the best chance possible, you're going with a vet quarterback. You have to, you can't double down and say, we're bringing in a rookie because guess what? If the rookie struggles, Dennis Allen's got an out for next year. So I, I don't love that idea. As for trade up and get a quarterback, which is something Brandon asked. Um, look, I, I don't disagree with the idea. I want the Saints to have a young quarterback. Do you trust this coaching staff, though, to be paired with a young quarterback? That's why when I say Derek Carr, I say Derek Carr because I know that he's going to come in and understand the system. And we're not going to worry about what he's going to do. We know who he is, for better or worse. I would hate to see them draft a rookie quarterback and their development just gets stunted by a coaching staff that I think is a little bit limited. So that that's kind of where I'm at putting it nicely. So we'll leave it there. When is the last time a running back in the first round has provided value in winning a Super Bowl? Um, 
truthfully, there is one recently, but he didn't get drafted by the team in that he won a Super Bowl with. I think Leonard Fournette played a paramount role in the Buccaneers winning their Super Bowl. He was dynamic in the postseason. But the Bucs didn't draft him in the first round. The Jaguars did. So that goes against that notion. And I do think that I agree with that. And that's why for B. John Robinson, you can sell me on him at 29 because, man, if the Saints are going to win games, they got to run the football. But I do believe that if they, you really want Bijan and you want to be smart about this or you want a running back, pick 40 seems better. Pick 71 seems better. And those are two picks that the Saints can get a running back at. So I, I think that you historically go at a different position in today's NFL. But we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, but I, I'm open to a lot of suggestions at pick 29. I'm sure the Saints will be because this roster can use tweaks, you know? What if JSN from Ohio State somehow there at pick 29? I know they took Olave. I know they have Rashid Shahid. I'd probably take Jackson Smith and Jigba. So that's just where I'm at. I, I really think that they have options because this roster isn't ready-made right now. They need improvements. So that's kind of the beauty of their situation. But I do agree with you guys saying it. 29 has to be an impact player. And I think it will. I think it will. Saints trade that first rounder. It's either for Fields or nobody at all. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair about that. I, I don't think you want to trade 29 for Derek Carr. I don't think you want to trade 29 for an injury-prone quarterback. I don't think you want to trade 29 for an older vet. Uh, Justin Fields isn't 100% proven yet, but he is young. He would have three more years of team control. I think that that's interesting. So that's where I'm at. And that's where I'm at for sure. This also gives them enough ammo if they want to get up to, say, 10, 15 to draft a quarterback. It does. It absolutely does. But if you do get up to, let's say, pick 15, say goodbye to the rest of that draft probably. You're probably just picking that one time. And I don't know if the Saints want to do that. So personally, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're far more likely to go get Justin Fields or, or go get Derek Carr or do something of that regard. I, I don't think they're trading up for an Anthony Richardson. I don't think they're trading up for a Will Levis. That's just my early gut feeling. And I can tell you from now, my gut feeling's been wrong in the past multiple times, and we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Someone says them picks ass. Uh, look, they were, they were never going to get, they were never going to get a top 10 pick for Sean Payton. It sounded great. It made me excited. The thought about it, it was never going to happen. All those trades that happened back then with coaches, Parcells and Belichick and, and uh, John Gruden, the NFL was a little bit more loose with their first-round picks than they are now. Teams understand the value of first-round picks. And sometimes you just got to suck it up, and I think that a quick nickel is better than a slow dime, and I think for New Orleans' standpoint, that's what happened. So you take what you get, you say thanks. It's not the best thing in the world. It's going to stink seeing Sean Payton on another sideline, but I'd rather have these draft picks than nothing at all. And that's kind of where I'm at with all this, okay? And realistically... Who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, we could be in a situation where Sean Payton leaves the Broncos in five years from now, and we say, hey, at least they got something from him. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I'm just not 100% certain that people should be just, oh, I hate this trade. What were they going to get? It was either this or nothing this year. And if he goes into next year's cycle, you're probably getting even less. So sometimes you just got to be grateful for what you got because it could always be worse. That's, that's the way I'm looking at it. Marco says, I'm guessing the Saints will cut Winston and keep Dalton as a backup in case we get a quarterback. I kind of think so, but who knows? Who honestly knows at this point? I really don't know with New Orleans, but I do think they will cut Jameis. 
Uh, I will be rooting hard for Jameis wherever he goes next. And I do think that Dalton's on their radar. I know that's not going to make people happy, but I'm trying to be realistic than unrealistic. And that's where I'm at. Carr is worth no more than a fifth rounder. Uh, I disagree with that, but I don't think he's worth a first round pick. I do not. And I actually don't think he's worth a second round pick for the Saints because that pick 40 is a very, very good pick. You can get a day one immediate impact guy, a potential first team all rookie type of player with pick 40. So if you talk about Derek Carr, I start with saying, all right, maybe I give up pick 71. But I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. And I've been saying this for the past two weeks. I think the odds of Derek Carr getting cut are far more likely than people think. Not saying he's going to get released. I just think that he could get cut. It's more likely than people think. February 15th, his salary has to be guaranteed. There is no active trade right now for him. He has a no trade clause, which means he can kind of screw over the Raiders if he wants to. And we'll see. And if he gets cut, I'm sorry, whether people like it or not, you probably go for him. Because like I said, I don't trust his staff to draft a QB and make it work. So I'd rather see them go, hey, maybe they go get a Derek Carr or maybe they trade for a Justin Fields because at least at some level, these guys have been in the league for a year or two in Derek Carr's case for the last seven, eight years, and they know what they're doing, especially Derek Carr. So that's kind of where I'm at there. So um, that, that's where I'm at. As for what picks you guys are asking, it was pick 29 this year and a second round pick next year as part of the deal the Saints get rid of their third round pick. You guys mentioned give up four first round picks for Lamar. Um, I don't see that happening, but boy, wouldn't that be fun? And we'd have another live stream to do there. Uh, anyway, guys, I'm going to take about two to three more comments and then I'm going to bounce because I do have to get back to uh, other duties here, but we'll see what happens. Sean is taking Chris Richard with him to Denver. Saints haven't offered him the DC job yet. We'll see what happens. Saints could offer it to him. Uh, you know, Sean could also sneak in and get Vic Fangio. I know he was rumored to the Dolphins, but that isn't finalized yet. Sean's going to have options. I think there's a lot of good defensive coaches on the market here. And if I'm the Saints, if they lose, let's say they lose Chris Richard, I would look at the Broncos defensive coordinator from this past season, young, 42 years old, I think. Uh, really good. That side of the ball was fantastic. So they could look around there. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. And, and obviously to you guys, I hope that Chris Richard stays, but we'll see what happens. We have to be, we have to been knowing there's no early quarterback being drafted with Pete sticking at OC. I agree with that, which is why I say Derek Carrs, Justin Fields, maybe even bring back Dalton. I don't love it, but... That, like these are the options you're looking at. Uh, and that's why I, I'm not getting excited about these young picks because I, I don't think they're going that route. When they take a quarterback, it won't be with this regime. I, I feel very strong about that, um, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys tuning in, leaving your comments. I will have more content on Sean Payton in the next couple of days, weeks, whatever. Um, and we'll talk about the draft. We have more content to do here. Uh, but until then, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more content here for the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.